What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Triple Play Fantasy YouTube channel, or if you're listening to the podcast, welcome back to the Triple Play Fantasy podcast. Pumped to have you guys with me for another episode of our off-season review series as we go team by team, breaking down just a bunch of different things from the fantasy side of things and from the real-life side of things of each football team that we break through here. And obviously, we're going from the bottom up. Next team up is the New York Giants. And there is a lot to break down with the New York Giants, who in 2021 had a 4-13 and record, fourth place in the NFC East. And, I mean, they've just been a mess. Obviously, you have Dave Gettleman's four-year run as the team's general manager is over. Also, head coach is now gone. So, Joe Judge no longer here. So, they need a GM and they need a head coach. You also have, obviously, the decision that you took Saquon Barkley over Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson. Uh, you selected Jandel Jones with the sixth overall pick instead of Lamar Jackson or, or Josh Allen, those types of things. So uh, it's just very troubling. Also, you have the Golden Tate, Kenny Galladay contracts. It's It's been a mess for the G-men. But let's talk about what they're looking like for next year, as we know today. Daniel Jones was the QB 27. As you guys know, when I break down my videos, I like to go weeks 1 through 17 because week 18, a lot of people didn't play. So this was the actual fantasy season for most leagues that were scored. QB 27 for Daniel Jones, Saquon Barkley, RB 32, Kenny Galladay, wide receiver 80, Kadarius Toady, wide receiver 81, Sterling Shepard, wide receiver 88. He did have a torn Achilles at the end of the year, so I will not be talking about him like I will be everybody else because at this point we don't know when or when he's, or when he's going to be healthy or if he's going to be able to contribute next year. And then Evan Ingram was the tight end 23. So let's start off right at the top with Daniel Jones. QB 27 on the season, but was QB 21 in fantasy points per game. He rushed for at least 27 yards in six of the 11 games, was tenth the 10th quarterback in rushing yards per game. So you know he does give you that rushing floor that's kind of been where he's been fantasy valuable. But he's only scored 20 or more PPR points in three games this year, and he only had 10 passing touchdowns on the year. And he's just been someone who hasn't thrown a lot of passing touchdowns in every single year that he's played. He's very inaccurate, and he could be a backup quarterback. As for those that don't know, right now Daniel Jones is in line with his one year left on his rookie deal to make $5 million this year coming up. And what I would expect to happen is they're probably going to bring another guy in here and Jones probably be the backup. You, I would at this point be shocked if they gave him the fifth year option, which would be $21.4 million if they picked it up. So they most likely let him ride out this year. Either he's the starter or they draft someone and he comes the backup. So there's that backup element to it. So for me, his fantasy value is down. I don't see much positivity coming from him again. If he's the backup or he basically they're, you know, having him just kind of as a bridge for the potential starter because they're not giving him that fifth year option. Saquon Barkley is the next guy I'm going to talk about here. Obviously, one of the best when he first got drafted. He was, you know, the top pick in dynasty leagues, looked elite, the number two pick in the draft that year. He scored 20 or more PPR points in just a uh, few games of the 13 that he played this season. Got a question if that explosiveness is gone as he's actually only had three runs of 20 or more yards this past season. And he just doesn't look like the same runner he did before all the injuries he's had. And the part that really appealed to people were the receptions. And over the last three years, 91 to 52 to 41 over his last three healthy seasons. And he actually only had one reception inside the 20, both last season and this year. So he's not even getting targeted when they get in the red zone for him to get receiving touchdowns. So he's pretty much only being used in the ground game in that sense. 
So for me, again, his fantasy value is down. He's going to be going way farther down in drafts. You're probably going to get him as like a, a third round pick, fourth round pick in redraft leagues. Dynasty, he's probably going even later than that, potentially. And at this point, I don't think we ever see the same Saquon Barkley again. I think at this point, um, if you have him in a dynasty league, of course, you got to hold because his value is not going to be what it should be. And I don't it's not a good situation right now for Saquon Barkley, especially with the poor offensive line that the New York Giants have. Kenny Galladay, probably the biggest free agent bust this past season, missed 14 games over the last two seasons. So he's had some health issues, scored zero touchdowns in 2021 and only had three games with double digit PPR points and had none since week four. Uh, he was just an absolute dumpster fire for the New York Giants. He's also had never more than 70 receptions in a season, so he's not exactly PPR friendly for the that type of format. Again, I don't know what the Giants can do. Again, whether they can get out of his deal and cut him, uh, but they have a lot of exciting young players on this roster in the receiving game. Some players we'll talk about in a second. And Kenny Galladay, to me, looks just like an absolute waste. I don't see him having much more value. I'm sure he'll be better than wide receiver 80 like he was this year. But at the end of the day, where he's getting drafted, what's your optimism for him? Where do you think his ceiling could be with this team and the quarterback situation and just the way his health's been over the last few years? I think his fantasy value's down. There's not any appeal for me to take him in PPR formats. Bad offense and uh, not somebody I'll be targeting in any drafts. Kadarius Tony is someone I'm a little bit more interested in. He saw flashes this year. You saw 19 catches for 303 yards over two and a quarter games including a 10 for 189 versus Dallas. You'll remember the quarter part is he had three for 39 against the Rams on the first drive of the game before he had to miss the rest of that game. Now Sterling Shepard being down increases his chances to play more in the slot. And he had nine targets in the one game he played at the end of the year without Sterling Shepard going a little bit more into the slot. So I think that's going to value, uh, make him a lot more valuable. He's the Giants to me, their best offensive weapon in the receiving game. I think he's more versatile than Kenny Galladay. He has the the he's kind of a Tyreek Hill light with the cuts he can make, the speed that he has, change of direction. I think the Giants are going to find ways to get the ball in his hands and a lot more shorter routes, a lot more times for him to be able to make plays. So I think his fantasy value is actually up. Whether it's Daniel Jones or another quarterback under center, he's going to be the guy that gets a lot more catches and benefits uh, in this offense. And again, we saw the explosiveness. He's somebody that right now I do like his value. And with him finishing the year hurt. I think you're going to be able to get him a little bit cheaper this year in redraft leagues. If he had kept up the pace he was going on and didn't get hurt, he would have gone a lot higher when you do these uh, these drafts. So I think you're able to get a little bit of a deal with him for how he finished the year. The last guy I'm quickly go over, Evan Ingram. Nine games below eight PPR points. One game with more than six targets this year. He was not targeted. Drops in inconsistency. Continue to plague him as he's been someone that was not reliable after his rookie season. He is an unrestricted free agent, though. So that's the part where I'm a little bit optimistic on him. Obviously, with the Giants, he did not look good, but so did most of the players in that offense. Imagine if he gets picked up by Green Bay, if Aaron Rodgers returns and he becomes the tight end one in that offense, or if, if you have you know a team like Jacksonville where we saw that the tight ends in that system, how much they were getting targeted from Trevor Lawrence. There is optimism for him. I don't think it can get much worse than it was this season for him. I think he'll go to a team where he's going to be more featured and hopefully have a better offense just in general around him. So I actually think his fantasy value is up because I think he's going to go to a better situation and be part of a better team next year. Now, the New York Giants goals for 2022, they have the fifth and seventh picks in this draft. Pretty off, It's pretty weird to say they have two picks inside the top 10 so close to each other. So they're going to have to figure something out. Is that fifth pick or seventh pick going to be a quarterback? You know, obviously they need some offensive line help, so they have a lot of decisions they have to make there. Is Daniel Jones the answer? 
That's the part we talked about earlier on. One year of $5 million left on his contract before the option. So this is going to be his last year in New York, most likely barring a trade. So you would expect he's probably either going to be a bridge or a bench. But they have to figure out their answer at quarterback because right now they are in disarray at that position. You got to bring in starting, of course, with the right GM and head coach as you have to establish a culture change there. They've had three or four different coaches, each having like two-year stints over the last decade. So there have not been any continuity there, and they need to make sure that they have the right foundation in place there. The other thing they have to do, of course, is fix the cap space. As it stands right now, the Giants only have $2.8 million projected in cap space, and they have to figure out what they need to do financially, whether it's, again, you trade Leonard Williams, Kenny Galladay, Dory Jackson, Logan Ryan, Andrew Thomas, or Saquon Barkley, just a few players that might be able to uh, you know, help clear some cap space. Now, they could obviously clear more than $30 million if they cut James Bradbury, Blake Martinez, Sterling Shepard, and Kyle Rudolph, but they would also have around $20 million in dead money. So it's a lot they have to figure out as far as their cap is concerned, but that's a little bit troubling. And then, of course, what you do with Kenny Galladay and Saquon Barkley, kind of assets right now that seem like they're trending downwards and they probably don't have the same type of value they did a couple of years ago. So again, a lot of questions for the New York Giants. It's very troubling, but I got family that's very close, loves the team, and I'm very hopefully optimistic that they're going to bring in the right head coach and the GM. They're going to be able to be more competitive next year with all the draft picks that they do have. And that hopefully that that they can be, you know, them or the Jets, the somebody in New York can be competitive because I think the NFL is a better place when they have a team in New York that's actually competitive and able to uh, have a team that's worth watching on TV. So optimistic for them. Hopefully they can get that started right this offseason. But again, if you enjoy this offseason review series, make sure you leave a like. Make sure you comment something down below. If you listen to the podcast, please leave us a five-star rating and review if you enjoy the content. And let us know what teams you want covered and what else you want to hear more from Triple Play Fantasy. But until the next one, of course, we will catch you guys in a few.